welcome to the second episode of our podcast. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we did that again. I was not ready. Can I come in? Hello and welcome to the second Hello and welcome to the second episode of our podcast. We hope you enjoyed the last episode on stress. And if you have any questions or topic ideas, remember to fill in the form in the description box below. There'll be a link to Google Form. Um, and since we had quite a lot of questions since the last episode, we're going to be answering some of them right now. Okay, so we have gone through and selected three questions to answer. Okay, so we're going to start with this one. What is the best meal you have ever made? And it has to be made by yourself in your kitchen. Okay, either your kitchen or the food tech kitchen. And it has to be your favourite one. <laughs> so Tommy White and Toby, please, fill the beans. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, mine definitely has to be Lebanese chicken. Yeah, that was really good. Lavender chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and um mine is definitely enchilada layers which is a mexican dish which is lovely that's Josie's favorite meal mm. it's my least favorite but i'm glad you like it toby <laughs> the second question that we will be answering is what is your favorite bible verse um tio what is yours uh yeah, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Josie? Mm. Um, mine I came across the other day, um, and it became my favourite just in that moment. It's Deuteronomy 31, 8. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you, and he will neither fail you nor abandon you. Mm. Thank you. And our final question. What is it like being brought up in a Christian household? Abby, let us know. Um, I think most of us would have had the same experience, but since both my parents are Christians, I've been going to church since the day that I came out of the womb. Um, and I'm just going to skip a few steps, but the most important thing about being Christian um, after growing up in a Christian household is knowing that it's your faith and not your parents. You have to make the decision to follow Jesus and you you aren't just automatically saved because you grew up in a Christian household um, and basically it's your decision you need to come across it by meeting with God yourself. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah so that was the three questions for this week we've got so many answers that we will be going through these questions week by week so next week tune in for some of the other ones if you want to see me tap dancing that's going to be there. Well. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> now, Toby, over to you. No. No, that's wrong. Back, Abby, <laughs> back to you. <laughs> okay. So this week, our topic is all about relationships. And we'll be delving into why we would want to date, what society says about singleness and relationships, and finally, what God and the Bible says about singleness and being in a relationship. We will be adding in a few touches of our personal experience along the way to share our thoughts about the topic. Um, but first, let's start with a short game. Uh, so we're going to do a quick game of Would You Rather. So, would you rather have one get out of jail card 
or a key to open any door. So this would be a free get out of jail card so you could commit a crime and get out of jail free. Um, yeah, oh, sorry. You can... I think the key to open any door because I feel like uh, I'd like to think I wouldn't be in jail for anything. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know what the key to opening a door would be. What door would I go in? Any door that you want to open. Um, I mean, Thorpe Park. Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Would you rather wake up as a new random person every year and have full control of them for that year? Or would you spend, or once a week, would you spend a day inside a stranger's body without having any control of them? <laughs> but you still get to go back to being yourself after. Maybe like... How, how long? I would say, let's say a day. You have to spend a day each week in someone else's body, but have no control over them. Okay. okay. Well, once a week. Okay. So once a week, spend a day inside a stranger without any control of them. Yeah. Um, do it on a weekend because hopefully then they won't have any exams or like <laughs> yeah things. Um, and it would be good to see it from other people's perspective. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't want to control anyone's life. Oh, well, that'd be really funny. <laughs> Like, I'd love to, like, do those of pranks at school and then just get them in trouble rather than me. Okay. All right, let's end with this one, then. Would you rather go back to the age of five with the knowledge that you have at the moment, or would you rather know everything that your future self is going to know now? Easy question. Is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Go okay. on, then. What, then? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, know everything your future self will learn now because do you know how easy it would be to pass my do my computer science IA if I knew all the computer science stuff to do it but I don't know much at the moment anyway so it wouldn't help me yeah I would go back to age five yeah I would I would want to start learning again yeah you'd be like jumping years you would be genius yeah Abby not so easy and what if you don't actually earn much knowledge from we are. Wow. I, I didn't earn much knowledge from the age five to now. So I need to go back and do it all again. What if I'm at the peak of my knowledge and it's just going to go downhill? It went downhill. But if you go to age five with all your knowledge, then you'll just be like going through like colouring in and you'll know like <laughs> yeah. you'll, know, you'll know like Pythagoras theorem. Well, I still can't colour in the lines. Yeah, so who doesn't want to know help. Pythagoras theorem at age five? <laughs> How much fun is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, firstly, I'm just going to do a bit of a more introduction into into the talk. Um, so this week we wanted to uh, tackle the subject of relationships, um, what society says, what God says, and as teenagers, relationships relationships can be um, really complicated things. Um, and yeah, we're just going to uh, dive into it and answer some some uh, big questions about it. And the first one we wanted to look at was, um, as teenagers, why do we want to date in the first place? So I'm going to go uh, straight to Tommy. Okay, so um, I feel like for that question, there's a multitude of reasons as to why we date. Um, we live in an age where social media is a really, really big thing. 
Um, but when I was thinking about it, I thought, um, you know, there are two aspects of why we date um, as teenagers. And I would say one is mental and one is physical. So from the mental aspect of it, um, I've definitely seen uh, people get into relationships because of lack of identity. Um, so basically they look to others to give them meaning. Um, and also from a mental aspect, I would say pressure from the outside world, especially from, like I said before, social media. Um, and the physical aspect, I mean, quite self-explanatory. I have definitely seen people go into relationships just, you know, or, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, you could definitely think of a lot more reasons than I've mentioned, but those are the ones that um, I thought of. I think it definitely at a young age, I personally felt like there was a lot of talk going around in school. I think especially in secondary school, I think it was definitely a more, lot more prominent and like about relationships, who was dating who. And I think there was a lot of pressure um, to be in a relationship. And if you weren't in a relationship or hadn't had a girlfriend, hadn't had a boyfriend by that time, then people would start to question your identity, but we'll save that one for another one time. Um, yeah, great, uh, great responses. There is, I guess, a question about um, maybe wanting to fit in or, or, or identity as Joseph was hinting at there. And okay, um, and the next question wanted to tackle was, uh, what does society say about singleness? And I'm going to go straight to Abby for this one. Mm -hmm. Okay, so obviously a lot of people are single, um, not the majority is in a relationship. However, I think it's sort of seen as like a passing stage between relationships um, from society's point of view. And I also think there's like a certain stigma that tells us if we haven't had, a, had our first kiss or been in a relationship by a certain age, then we are not the norm um, and we must be second best to those in relationships. So... I guess we need to overcome that as a society. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's like seen as second best and it's a weakness rather than um, a strength, I think. And and I think often when we see um, friends with people, um, friends and people that we're close to in relationships, it can make you question like why you're not in one. Because I think often you only see the face of the relationship and you see all the good things and the things you're missing out on from not being in a relationship. And mm. I think... Um, liking the way it seems can make you doubt yourself um, mm. and I mean whilst I can't speak from experience here but I don't think it's always just free and easy but um, and I don't know who needs to hear this but I think it isn't worth being with someone with the wrong person just for the sake of being in a relationship yeah. um, God has more in store for our lives than just jumping from one relationship to another and I think um, he knows us and he knows what's best for us and he knows when we'll date who will date and um, and I think we just if we just live our life accordingly to how God's standards are um, and not to society's standards, then we'll um, feel better about ourselves. Yeah, I think that's a very valid point. And I think in a way, society treats in a relationship or being single as a trend. So if the majority of society seems to be in a relationship, then you're going to feel more pressure to be in a relationship. But if the majority of like society is single, most people would like, don't really care about being in a relationship mm. and don't really mind being single so yeah it's kind of like a trend yeah yeah and I guess uh 
<clears throat> some some obvious uh, part of it will link to what Alice was saying about when you see other people's relationships, you only see the face of it, and that's um, similar to uh, social media. You only see the best of people, and yeah. um, it hides a lot of the less desirable things of relationships, um, especially for people so young. Mm. Um, uh, the third question we wanted to go through was, what does God say about singleness? And I'm going to go to Tommy first for this one. Okay, so what God says about singleness is the complete opposite of what society says about singleness. Um, God doesn't see singleness as a weakness. No. Um, he doesn't see it as, um, you know, like your second best. Like, it's literally not the case. Um, actually, in a lot of ways, singleness is a blessing. Um, and I saw a, a series of relationships I like God. I would really recommend you watch it. But he said that it's important for both people when they're going into a relationship to be um, content in their singleness. Yeah. And like, what does that mean? I think um, it means that both people need to have like a sense of purpose and their own personal relationship with God. Uh, and don't think, I know I've definitely thought this way before, but don't think you've been forgotten just because you're not in a relationship. Yeah. Um, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it talks about how there's a time for everything. So, uh, yeah, don't fall into the trap of thinking like, oh, God must have missed me or something like that, because that's literally not the case. And, um, yeah, I would advise you, instead of looking at it from, you know, with, with it, like societal lenses, um, I would advise you to actually use that singleness to build your relationship with God um, because then, you know, if it's meant to be the right person can just come into your life without you even, you know, like thinking about it. Um, yeah, God does have a plan for you. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, um, I think going to scripture is always a good point to go to. Uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians chapter 7, Paul mentions some advantages of singleness and one of the things which he starts with is saying that single people are spared the troubles of marriage and I'm not saying that there are no I am saying wait there are many blessings to marriage let's make that clear there are many blessings to marriage and there are many blessings to being single at the same time um but one of the big key things about being single is you can devote all your time to God and you just can give yourself fully to him mm -hmm. and specifically in 1 Corinthians 7 32 to 34 it talks about how few singles consciously choose to actually say that they devote themselves to God and not to anyone else apart from God and like a lot of Christians sometimes will choose that as the path I can think of at least one role model who I think of straight away and they've chosen to devote themselves to God and you can just see them like really flourishing with God and it, it almost appeals but then there is still the side like I want to be in a relationship at some point um but yeah um I mean there is still difficulties of being single as well as being in a relationship but we should make the most of God's gift of being single and take hold of every single advantage that it gives to us mm -hmm. yeah so in the bible it says 
I'm going to paraphrase it, but it basically says that God doesn't look at our outward appearances, such as how we look and what we wear. Um, but this also includes relationships. He doesn't care if we are in a relationship or not. He looks at our heart and um, our heart towards him. He loves us regardless of our relationship status. Um, God has a plan and we should trust in him that our current situation is the best place to be right now. If we're single, it's the best place to be right now. And if we're in a relationship, it's the best place to be right now. And if it's not, then something will happen. Something will change. It says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God isn't keeping us single out of spite. It's because he wants to use us in our current circumstances. Yeah. I think I read this thing the other day that said, if your circumstances haven't changed, it's because God wants to use you in your circumstances. Um, and so whatever situation you're in, he's wants to use you in those circumstances. He knows what state our heart and mind is in, and there's nothing wrong with being single. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, it's not in my notes, I just felt like saying it. Um, if you come from a household where, like in your culture, you know, getting into a relationship is like really, um, like kind of put on you, like why on you right now and stuff like that, um, just seriously, it's, it's obviously easier said than done, but don't let the pressure get to you. Um, God doesn't say, like, um, you know, you're more valuable, I guess, if you're in a relationship. So, yeah, and obviously what God says about you, that's what matters most. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, so thanks, guys. Those, those are really, really good points. I loved um, when, to me, what you said earlier about... Um, uh, being content in your singleness and giving practical uh, ways for that having having a purpose and um, that that led quite well to Joe saying that as as a single person you can devote um, all your attention to God rather than it being divided in um, you know when you're in a relationship or a marriage yeah um, and yeah with, with Abby your point about um, God having a, having a plan and, and knowing what's going to happen to you uh, is is actually really comforting because uh, sometimes you might think, "Well, what am I doing? I'm not in a relationship." Um, but it's not a surprise to God. Uh, you know, He knew that was going to happen, and He's He's planned out your life. So, uh, fantastic points from from you guys. The next and last question is, what what does God say about relationships? Um, and I'm I'm actually going to kick this one off. I think. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My fire alarm's going off. Fire alarm. The last, the last final question we're going to go through is what does God say about relationships? And I'm going to kick this one off and and say that um, with with relationships, um, God God's plan is that a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. And that's that's a beautiful picture. Of and a mirror of Christ's relationship with the church, yeah. um, that uh, Christ would lay down his life um, because of it, because of his love for the church, and that's that's mirrored in um, marriage, which is which is uh, wonderful. And I think, I mean, in terms of dating and stuff, there's no, I think, guys, there's no exact age um, where it's like, oh, you you can start dating now. It's yeah. more of 
um, making sure you are, as Tommy always said, content in your singleness. Um, but in, in all you do, uh, looking to glorify God. And uh, uh, lastly, I think, um, well, when, when you're, when you're just briefly going back to the first question, which was talking about why do we want to date as teenagers? Um, if you have to ask yourself before you start dating, um, why, why am I doing this? Am I doing this to get married? Or am I doing this, this just for, for fun or, or, or for pleasure or whatever it may be? And if the answer is um, not for marriage, not to glorify God, the answer, if the answer is uh, for fun, um, then it's a bad idea because ultimately you don't have fun with people's hearts. And that's that's the mm. biggest crux I wanted to get across. Yeah. Can I quickly jump in before? Yeah. Um, I was going to say regarding to Tom West's point about being content in your singleness. I think it's also like important to like love yourself before you get in a relationship, but also love God. Yeah. If you can't do both those things, then I don't think there's much like hope to like love someone else as much. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, kind of similar to the point. I think when you get into a relationship, you should always build your relationship on God's love. Mm. And also in First Corinthians, First um, Corinthians ten thirty one, it says that whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Mm. So all that you do in your relationship, let it glorify Him. Yeah. So, yeah. I um I also just wanted to going going thinking about the point that Abby Abby just made um she was talking about um you need to love God and and love yourself I think the point about loving yourself is a bit um well not I'm not a hundred percent for that idea because um I think you should know your identity um which is a child of God and that you're fearfully and wonderfully made but um the thing the thing is if you if you love yourself really really much then it can lead to arrogance and you know in the bible says in that in the last days people will be lovers of themselves yeah. rather than lovers of god um so you just it was a good point but you need to be careful that you don't um you love god primarily which is also what you said which was good yeah i think it is solely about finding your identity once you are solid in that once you know where you are at with life with everything I think then you can really push yourself to start looking into new new areas of life almost and it's not like when you get to the loving yourself point but obviously that is a big bit like if you're insecure in yourself you're going to be looking for your security in other things yeah so making sure you're secure in yourself and then going on to helping to build others up in their security as well yeah mm. yeah because you won't be able to be comfortable with someone else if you're not comfortable with yourself no yeah that's that's what i meant by loving yourself i yeah. meant like being secure in yourself yeah yeah Amazing. um okay uh, guys thanks thanks so much for uh uh being here and answering those questions because they were they were big questions and, and big topics that 
I think will be really helpful to the, to the young people and anyone who watches this podcast. Um, so thank you so much for that. And to end, I'm just, just going to pray uh, and then Joe will round up. Yeah, so we're just going to pray now. So uh, dear Father, thank you. Thank you so much for bringing us, us people here together to uh, look at these questions and tackle these concepts, Lord. Um, and to go through go through scripture and uh, aim aim to know what what's right what what do you want Lord and I, I thank you for the the gift of marriage um, but also for the gift of singleness Lord and I pray that um, each of us uh, throughout our lives um, will aim to glorify you Father Amen Amen, Amen. Well thank you for listening again we have smashed another podcast out the park. Um, Sure, we'll go with that. Okay, let's do the ending again because Josie just always messes up. up yourself too much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it. And as always, if you have absolutely any questions, do pop us a quick email or you can stick link? it in the link no. below. Um, yeah. See you Great. next time. See you next time. Bye. <laughs> Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. Been so so kind to me. Still your love fought for me You've been so, so good to me
coming after me There's no wall you won't kick down Lie you won't tear down Coming after me There's no shadow you won't light up Mountain you won't climb up Coming after me There's no wall you won't 